actually from Nick Daly. Obviously, we had on you doing their three peaks challenge. Their final total has come in at just short of nine thousand, raised over eight thousand five hundred. Uh, congratulations! Tremendous effort that. from them as well. Well done, great effort. Perfect way to end the show. Enjoy your company, chaps. Uh, we will be back uh, next Monday. Have a brilliant Christmas. Thank you for all of your support as well. Uh, BB Scone is next on Pure West Radio. Hello there, welcome to the programme called The Soul of B.B. Scone. I am B.B. Scone and tonight in a seasonal special I'm going to be playing you some classic soul music. And that is a classic, isn't it? Soul Man by Sam and Day. But what is soul music? We need more than two hours to explain that. And you don't want a lecture from me, you want to be entertained. It's certainly a music that's that has its roots in the Afro-American experience and also its roots in gospel music. Listen to this piece of gospel by the staple singers called The Last Time. Yeah. 
Now that's gospel music and that's soul music. The Staples singers performed for many decades. In fact, Mavis Staples is still performing today. I saw her in London a few years ago. <laughs> Did you notice in there, I think the Stones, the Rolling Stones, stole a little riff from that for their own song the last time. But appropriation is the name of the game. There's nothing new under the sun. People are copying other people and putting their own stamp on it all the time in art and in music, of course. Nothing wrong with that. I suppose the heart of soul music is the fact that gospel music, which worshipped a spiritual entity, which worshipped God, changed to a secular music, which celebrated the love of humans for each other, romantic love. This is exemplified by Sam Cooke. Here he is with Bring It On Home To Me. Is that his God or his romantic love? Bring you 
Sam Cooke uh, had been performing with a gospel group before he went solo and uh, created the music in part what we now call soul. Another man who incorporated all aspects of Afro-American music uh, is the genius that is Ray Charles. He was there right at the beginning, at the birth of soul. It's always been a dance music as well. And he, he is urging us to shake a tail feather. So why didn't you ask me, baby? Or didn't you think I could? Once the music business realised there was money to be made in this newfangled soul music on what was then called the ethnic market, small record companies grew up everywhere making little regional records. But two of the biggest soul labels which existed were in the southern states of America, Stax in Memphis and Muscle Shoals Studios in Muscle Shoals, not far away. And they employed house bands 
to play behind the soul singers that came through the doors of those studios to make marvellous music. And the chief house band at Stax Records was the multi-racial Booker T and the MGs. Here they are with the classic Green Onions. of Memphis and Muscle Shoals where their fame record label was located often licensed their recordings to bigger labels such as Atlantic and it was thus that some of the artists the most well known today in the field of soul music came to the public's attention such as Wilson Pickett here he is with Mustang Sally Thank you. 
Another person who made their way from gospel into uh, soul music via these southern studios was the irrepressible, the absolute genius that is Aretha Franklin. Here is the hit that's mostly associated with her. You know what it's called, don't you? Yep, Respect. Now that song, Respect, wasn't written by Aretha Franklin, it was written by Otis Redding. If she's the greatest female soul singer ever, then he must lay claim to be the greatest male soul singer ever, even though he died tragically at the age of 27. Uh, Otis said of Aretha's version of Respect, she really nailed it. That's a compliment, isn't it, really? Very really is a cover as good as the original. Anyway, talking of Otis, here he is with a record called My Girl.
I said the Stax house band was a multiracial one, which is really unusual then in the early 60s, and it was a, a difficult thing to be as well. Uh, the house band at Muscle Shoals Studios was almost entirely white. Well, it was, it was, uh, although the visiting artists were Afro-American. Different to the Stax uh, lineup as well, the house band at... Muscle Shoals also wrote a lot of the songs that they gave to the artists, and the most prolific of those writers was Dan Penn. It's often said that his demos were better than the original uh, releases. Well, you could be the judge of that. James Carr had a minor hit with The Dark End of the Street. Here's the original version by songwriter and Muscle Shoals session man himself, Dan Penn. The Dark End of the Street. At the dark end of the street That's where we always meet Hiding in shadows where we don't belong Living in darkness to hide At the dark end of the street, you and me, I know time's gonna take its toll. We have to pay for the love we stole. It's a sin, and we know. the dark end of the street. 
Whilst black artists were finding it uh, less difficult to cross over into the pop charts at this time, still soul music appropriated by uh, white musicians often charted uh, in a bigger way. It was called Blue-Eyed Soul, and uh, this is a classic uh, version of it, also written by Dan Penn and recorded at Muscle Shoals by The Box Tops, and it's called The Letter. Give me a ticket for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter I don't care how much money I gotta spend Got to get back to my baby again Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter When she wrote me a letter Said she couldn't live without me no more Listen, mister, can't you see I got to get back to my baby once more Anyway, yeah Better take it for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone I'm a-going home My baby used to rip me a letter When she wrote me a letter Said she couldn't live without me no more Listen, mister, can't you see I got to get back to my baby once more Anyway, yeah, we'll take it for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just don't put me a little My baby just don't put me a little One of the giants of Southern Soul in the 60s and 70s was a giant of a man himself, Solomon Burke. Here he is uh, with the song that was uh, made famous once again in the Blues Brothers movies, Everyone Needs Someone to Love. Someone is with them when they 
as Sam Cooke sang, a change is going to come. And it was coming, albeit slowly, via the uh, civil rights movement or the increased urbanisation of Afro-American populations moving away from the rural south. And soul music became less rough and ready, less raw, if you like, and developed a little bit of that urban sophistication. No more so than at Motown Records in Detroit, which was the epitome of smooth urban soul. Berry Gordy, the founder, saw a gap in the market and exploited it with bands like this. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, The Tracks of My Tears. a veritable hit factory in the mid-60s to the mid-70s with artist after artist turning out classic tunes once again supported by a house band. Uh, Here are the four tops with Reach Out I'll Be There. (laughs) 
Motown also featured loads and loads of female artists. Diana Ross and the Supremes are probably the uh, most well-known. The Marvelettes uh, were covered by the Beatles. But my favourite Motown female band was always Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. For many reasons, but especially because they released this classic, Dancing in the Street. Come on, we're calling out around the world. Are you ready for a brand new beat? No soul record label uh, reached the commercial heights that Motown did, but in the northern uh, states of America, other soul labels now grew up incorporating this kind of more sophisticated urban form of soul in places like Philadelphia and Chicago. And one of the musicians who was playing that type of music was the great late Curtis Mayfield from Chicago and his band The Impressions. And whereas with gospel moving to soul, the religious had become the secular, in Curtis Curtis's music, the political also became paramount. Yes, sure, it was wrapped up in great dance music and beautifully arranged, but at the core of that that was a hard-edged political sensibility. Here's Curtis Mayfield with a classic track of his called Move On Up. Mm -hmm. 
Curtis Mayfield recorded solo or with his band The Impressions. Here's a track he recorded with them, which is listed in Rolling Stones magazines, one of the top 50 records of all time. It is, of course, the magnificent People Get Ready. Faith to 
overtly political act uh, operating at round about this time and also who's been cited as a big influence on the origins of rap and hip-hop was the marvellous Gil Scott Heron. Here he is with his most famous track probably called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nub. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Key, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. 
The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Another person said to have an influence on early rap and hip-hop was the great Joe Tex. And here he is with a song called I Gotcha. Oh, I gotcha! Uh-huh, uh, you thought I didn't see you now, didn't you? Uh-huh, uh, you try to sneak by me now, didn't you? Uh-huh, uh, now give me what you promised me. Give it here, come on! Like all genres, soul music was constantly evolving. It evolved from gospel. It influenced, as I said, the political movements. It influenced hip-hop and rap later on, funk and disco. Also, at one point in the late 60s, it combined with the white psychedelic rock movement to produce something that was both mystical, magical, exciting, dynamic and passionate in the form of Sly and the Family Stone. And here they are with a stone cold classic Dance to the Music. Say, 
Add some bottom so that the dancers just won't hide. 